You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Broadway, Broadway, in all of its glory, we all have a memory have a story. Was there an understudy? Or did the show stop? Did you see Barbara before she shot to the top? Join us as we revel in a reverie. It's my Broadway memory. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not only are these next two guests friends, I've, I've, I'm absolutely honored to have performed with, with them multiple times. They're some of the kindest, most giving performers and creators I've ever worked with. Literally, like, collaborators with a capital C and just like the, they create the safest space. And I think when I first met them, I was so intimidated just because they're so cool, but like, they're just, they're literally just the best. So the skivvies are Lauren Molina and Nick Searley. They are singer, actor, musicians, performing stripped down arrangements of eclectic covers and eccentric originals. Not only is the music stripped down to cello, ukulele, glockenspiel, melodica, but the skivvies literally stripped down to their underwear to perform. Nominated for Show of the Year for two, for the 2015 Mac Award, the Wall Street Journal calls them smart, sophisticated, ingenious and out magazine says the skivvies have managed to carve out a niche that we never knew needed to exist part weird al parody and part sexy burlesque and unusual explosion of satire and sultry people magazine named them the skivvies the most play i'm sorry people magazine named the skivvies the most playful performers in the most talked about bodies of 2014 issue 
of Sports Illustrated, and Sports Illustrated named them favorite new band. The New York Times calls them a hot musical comedy duo specializing in unexpected arrangements, incongruous mashups, and of course, highly toned displays of skin. Welcome, Lauren Molina and Nick Searley at the Skibbies. Hi, wearing the mask. Oh, they brought their masks too. You told me to enter the room with masks. Or <laughs> um, Don Don Katz just commented. Don is from uh, is a drama mama from uh, who frequents at Florida State Thespian. So I know that she has performed. Yay! Which, uh, we would have been there together. This I year. know. I love both of your masks too. Thank you. They're Charlie Thank Brown. You. Yeah. You guys so, made by Michael Buchanan. Before we even start, something that you guys t did recently, and it's a year ago, more than a year ago already, was Char was the actor instrumentalist Charlie Brown. And I flew out to Cincinnati to go see it. It was in the Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. And it was one of the best things I had. I mean, you remember after the show, I was sobbing uncontrollably because it was so ingenious, so amazing. And what you guys did was so brilliant. Do you want to talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah. Sure. So, um, well, you know, I did the um, actor musician Sweeney Todd back in 2005, uh, the John Doyle. And um, when I was doing that, Nick and I were chatting and he was like, what's another show that could work really well using instruments and a small ensemble cast. And he came up with um, Charlie Brown and we just, you know, ch chatted about it. literally like then, 14 or 15 years ago. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And so then cut to Nick is at the Cincinnati Playhouse doing, um, why don't you just Little tell Shop. him? Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah. And- uh, Take it away. Take it away. Yeah, take, yeah, hand so, off. I was doing Little Shop there um, and the, we were trying to concoct a way to come back to the playoffs in the park. And the artistic director said, oh, and I also loved working with that director, Bill Fennelly. And so the artistic director said to me at the opening night and was like, we want to figure out a way to get you back. And I, he was like, if you have any ideas, just feel free to let me know. And I was like, I've had this idea for 14 years or whenever, whatever it was then. And I would love to throw it on your desk. And he followed up, nobody ever follows up and he followed up like, three weeks later and was like, I really want to talk to you about that actor musician Charlie Brown thing you brought up to me because, and he was like, you know, that checks a lot of our mission statement boxes, multi-generational, they have to have programming, blah, blah. So they gave us a workshop right after that. And the rest just kind of fell in place. It was kind of one of those things where it was like, normally you work really hard for nothing to happen. And this was just like, hey, I got this idea. And then it kind of got, it was kind of an easier pitch. Like the elevator pitch was kind of easy for him. It fit You're his really boxes lucky to do so and Nick um played we played siblings Linus and Lucy and um so you know it was really cool it was like a toy box of instruments exploded on stage and it was very um very sweet and um and and special and I feel like you know the gentleness of the show is something that we don't often get uh in these like really big produced commercial musicals these days. And, um, you know, just having the, the song Happiness at the end really was such a beautiful send off. And the simplicity, we um, had this really cool set where uh, swings came down. And so we were swinging while playing our ukuleles or guitars or whatever. And um, 
it was a, uh, yeah, it was like, I, I still think about it because we're trying to bring it back to New York now or not back to New York. Well, yeah, back to New York to make the revival. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so, um, and, and so, you know, I just keep thinking about how this show will make people feel. It's like a hug, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think once we can figure out a way <laughs> to get butts in seats, once we can figure out a way to hug, right. we will Once give you, you the, the hug. Out hug. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see that production so bad. When I it, when all the press was coming out about it, I was like, oh, all these great shows happen all around the country. Um, and, you know, we don't get to see everything until they come back to New York or to New York. It really, it really was. really nice to get to do that in Cincinnati because they have such a good reputation for the John Doyle stuff and um, kind of nurturing actor musicians and knowing how to technically handle it. So it was kind of, I don't think we could have gotten to do it at a better out of town place because of the way they took it. I mean, there are like 85 instruments. I mean, that includes weird percussive things, but there was a lot of instruments to be taken care of and they really took care of it. It's amazing. It it looked like you were taken care of. And uh, we have a comment on the side. I don't know if it came up before, but Kathy got, Kathy Guide, Kathy, I don't know her last name, but she says it was a, a brilliant production and it was, it was amazing. Um, but, uh, so, okay. So this is how it goes. This is the, this is the game. And, um, I guess Brian will start first. He, he has his binder out. Basically it doesn't really matter. What we like to do is we like to pick a playbill from at random from our collection. But if you have a pile and want to pick up random, you have something you were thinking about it in the shower and want to just talk about that memory um go for it this there we do not care it's just about memories who cares? celebrating yeah yes i actually picked, i picked a binder that's very recent so let's reminisce okay. probably about like the past year tell me when to stop stop oh, okay was it here no was it here no yeah no it was like in between those two it was, it was yeah one. that one it was yeah. that one yeah yeah okay what is that i can't What's, see what is that that's that's the inheritance. inheritance. Wow. Okay. The inheritance. Which time? Because there were a couple times I saw this. This was really. Yeah, FM. I saw like six playbills in in that binder. <laughs> okay, so this was October second, two thousand nineteen, and um, oh, I think yeah, this I love was Nick's face. I'm what? such a theater nerd, and I'm in awe that you organize it and gave it. Oh, I did did it all, but I keep the ticket stubs too. That's incredible. (laughs) Um, So I do remember seeing, so the first time I saw this, I got to see part one in the West End back in 2018 when I was visiting a friend who was studying abroad. And I only got to see part one because I already had tickets to a show that was happening during part two. It just didn't work out scheduling wise. So It was probably wicked. No, it was the closing (laughs) performance. (laughs) Of Heather's actually in the West End, oh, which I was really excited for. Carrie Hope Fletcher was Veronica. Um, right. Anyways, so I didn't get a chance to see part two out there. So then when it, you know, of course, I was like, it's definitely going to come to New York. It's brilliant. Um, but seeing it in New York was just so it just had that extra layer of this is a New York story and it's a little more timely here. I mean, you know, the theaters in the West End are a little bigger and I guess the audiences to me were a little more, I don't know if stifled is the right way to put it, but a little less, um, they were bawling their eyes out in New York. They they weren't doing that in in the West End. Um, So this was a day that I was able to go back and see part one again here in New York. And um, 
honestly, I just thought it was brilliant. Um, here, let's show some pictures. Let's see. Did anybody else see this one? I saw it. Yeah. Did yeah. you see both parts? Sadly, I missed the second part and I really, really feel guilty about it. Oh my God. I was planning to see it when I got back from doing the cabaret this spring. But yeah. Um, honestly, I heard reading it is also really, um, really emotional. But I mean, the end of act, the end of the first yeah. part is, is very, is very special. And um, I mean, do you know what happens in it? Did you see it, Nick? I want to read it. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything for, for yeah. listeners or anything, but it's really, really a special way. And when you, if you do read it, um, you could totally just like picture the way that it, it came into the theater. We had have a comment from Remy. Love the inheritance, but being in the lobby before the show and intermission was very difficult as a gay man with extreme face blindness. It's like there were a like lot Brian. of gay men that watched that were there in the audience and on stage. Wait, that's true. That's so funny. You, Remy saw you in the bathroom. At, that's funny. Were you in the middle <laughs> bathroom at the inheritance? No, that's a joke. Obviously, I would but I was literally like, "Cool." I was like, "I don't remember that," but. That That's happens funny. a lot. I forget things. I also want to talk about the beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful artwork on this mm. logo. Yeah, I mean they probably changed it from when they came from the West End, but this is like it's got that mosaic, um, mosaic and, feel to it. That I love community. the colors. I yeah, love that color. And also beautiful. And also the photography. The photography is Evan Zimmerman um, from Murphy Made. Evan Zimmerman is oh. an incredible photographer. Um, I think we're the, I think we're the same age, but he's an incredible photographer. And, and this was, I'm so glad that his work was showcased in such a way because he's one, one of the best people in the world. But, um, I remember him posting about it and it was, it's very exciting to, you know, that how photography was, was showcased in, in that way for key art and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Who wants um, to go next? Who Nick wants to go? Or Lauren? I'll go. Well, Lauren has good sex. I just have so, things written down. Okay. So I I um, have a box that's like put up, up in a way that I just, I got down and I literally was just like going through and I just wanted to make a small stack of top, I don't know, top 30 to, but I must, but I must share this story because it is one of my favorite stories of all time. So I went to Cap 21 the summer after my freshman year at Michigan where I wasn't a musical theater major yet. And I took the musical theater summer course there. Oh. So that was, um, so that was in, what year was that? There's my play, how, why isn't my playbill telling me? Anyway, so uh, one of my assignments was to go see a show, ah, 99, yes. Um, wait, I just got the, okay. 99. Yes. I graduated in 98. I was like, what year am I? I? I literally like just lost track of what year it was. And this ages me, everyone. 1999. 1999. Okay. So I went to see Hedwig and the Angry Inch at the Jane cool. Street Theater. The original um, production. Uh, it was the original production. I had seen it with um, John Cameron Mitchell, but then I saw it again with um, Michael Cerveris, and I wrote a paper on it. 
And I got I got a B plus. Where did you fall short? Um, yeah, what went wrong? But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I um, I wrote about Michael Service's performance because we were supposed specifically supposed to be t- talking about you know theater theater things and the performance aspects. And um, and then when I later in life made my Broadway debut with Michael Cerveris, he did a cabaret with me at the duplex with Aww. Nick, who was there. And I read this to him on stage at the, the duplex. Thing. The, the whole, whole thing. thing. <laughs> um, but let me just, let me just. Uh, just the spark notes. I'll give you, yeah, so here we go. Tonight I enjoyed an exciting performance of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. This rock musical captivated the audience with a unique alternative sound. Hedwig, played by Michael Cerveris, had an amazing voice, similar to the lead singer in the band Radiohead. He belted, screamed, and yet had a contrasting, beautiful falsetto. And um, here's here's where I got an underlined good, even though I still got a fucking B plus. Um, <laughs> even though the music called for a loud yelling sound, I hardly ever noticed tension in Cerberus's body or throat. I watched every breath expand his entire torso, and he just seemed to open his mouth and release the sound. <laughs> that you knew exactly what to say. To that's crazy because that's how I, that's how I review the skivvies every time I, I describe. <laughs> I mean, where where are those reviews? Hang on. I'm... Yeah, where were those quotes <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the bio that I? Read? It was so, Grinder. Yeah, it was. I said it, it on Grinder. Right, right. Um, and you know, Kevin Cahoon, who I became friends with later in life, uh, as well. Wow. Who was that? Oh, oh yeah. Um, this was Lisa Datz. <gasps> but um, yes, I know. <laughs> she wow. performed with the Skivvies in LA. Um, but I also saw it with Miriam Shore, who I'm also obsessed with. But anyway, so Lomo, that's one of my favorites. Wow. You would be a great yet, Zach. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I would like I would like to do it sometime. What yes, theater was you. it at? Yeah. What theater was it at? Jane Street. Oh, right? the Jane Street. The Jane Street. Now it's a it's a bar restaurant um hotel, right? No, no. Yeah. Is it still it's open? It's like a bar. Yeah. Nothing is the anymore, Street. honey. <laughs> no, did you nothing. did you happen to see the revival in 2013? Oh, you mean this one? The, oh, that <laughs> one. <laughs> What what were like some of the differences that you saw in like the you know audience reaction and like your own like environmental like being such a small audience I'm sure the first time compared to on Broadway. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it lost a lot of its. It felt just like a commercial beefed up production. Okay. But I it like acknowledged that at the beginning, and so you're kind of in for it. Um, it felt it felt like more like a overly produced rock concert to me. Um, but I still cried and felt actually, I, um, I went to this and Lena Hall got me, um, uh, some standing room tickets for cheap because it was a really nice, it was like nice of her that it was like sold out a lot. And, uh, I ended up like, I had a drink before the show (laughs) and then I was like standing there and something about like the second act, I like nearly fainted. I got so lightheaded. I was like taken by the music and I was like, all of a sudden 
Oh no. And I went down. I went down. And I had to I I had to and I love Hedwig. And so I went back and I saw it again. I saw a few productions. I, I love Hedwig Eagles. So um wow. so I had to like yeah, at this specific performance, I had to like sit down with my head for like 15 minutes before I could get up. My blood sugar was low, you guys. I was in the bathroom and I could hear it and I was like, oh, lift up your hands. And I was like, yes. Oof. yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're alive. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> She's You're welcome. Um, that's amazing. Wait, I don't know if I told you this, but um, when I saw Company in the West End, speaking of fainting while seeing shows, when I saw Company in the West End, um, the, in the Gilgood Theater, there's no center aisle. And I was right in the center. And in the middle of the show, the woman directly to my right, like literally sharing the armrest, she starts to like be a little weird in her seat and she goes excuse me I'm not feeling well and gets up and starts to go in front of everyone in the middle of the show to the leave and she just face plants I know and then they like pulled her into the aisle and like we're like opening her she was out cold opening her eyes like shining a flat so I'm glad that wasn't you I'm glad that <laughs> You were yeah. um no i mean to... remember nick do you remember at charlie brown when uh that person oh, yes. like, like no it wasn't nearly... charlie brown it was little shop because you were in the audience it was little shop oh my god you... see cincinnati playhouse it's all coming no, back you were in the audience not on stage so it was little shop <laughs> did audrey live in the audience um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't the Audrey to Nick Seymour. I did a different production of Little Shop at the Cleveland Playhouse. He was at the Cincinnati oh. Playhouse. I understand the confusion. <laughs> at the same no, not at the same time. That's amazing. No, like Nick, ago. Nick, do you want to go? Sure. Here's my playbill. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I saw that. You I saw that. that. So it's a really good show. <laughs> That's the crazy. Um. I don't keep my playbills, which is probably like taboo in this in in this in this company. In this company, I do I throw them out. Um, I did once make a huge thing for my wall on my playbills, and it was actually I remember the centerpiece of it was Debbie Does Dallas from the Jane Street Theater. So that's what I saw at the Jane Street Theater, starring Sherry Renee Scott. Um, wow. It was really I actually loved it. Um, but my story, my playbill memory is my mom used to take me to New York every Martin Luther King weekend uh, in so January for like three years of my high school. And one of those times we came to New York, um, I wanted to see Sideshow so bad, the original. And it was closing and opposed to closing. And I told my mom, I was like, she wanted to see The Lion King, whatever. There was like huge musicals that year. Scarlet Pimpernel, um, Ragtime. She wanted to see like the big, huge, spectaculars and i was like i really want to see sideshow um and so she was like i'm not gonna go unless you give that to me as a gift i don't want to buy those tickets and i was like okay i'll um <laughs> merry christmas i'll buy <laughs> i bought two tickets so and, and we went to see it it happened to be and i don't know how i missed this it was the closing performance of the original sideshow 
So my 17, 16 year old, however old I was, gay heart just like exploded because like it was one of those moments, I'm from Ohio, so I had never seen anything like it where the entire cast comes out, sits on those bleachers and then the entire audience like just stands up and applauds. And I'm like, wow, does everyone always just get like standing ovations for walking on the stage? (laughs) And so I remember sitting there with my mom and the end of act one happens and uh, they sing, who will love me as I am, right? I will never leave you. Oh crap. I think it's who will love me as I am. He sounds so well, familiar. <laughs> if if really if you should be asking Lauren Molina, who we helped um, her craft a very special review for at Florida State Thespians. I Lauren, will never leave you. No, do you remember your side show, what, for Florida State Thespians? Your sideshow review. Your your when we were you were critiquing sideshow. Oh I understand now. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I didn't Which know. Is, I thought, well, I, for some reason, I thought you were talking about I performed Sideshow or something like that. But no, yes, at Florida State Thespians, which is a big <laughs> Florida competition, um, I was there with Nick and Michael, and we were asked to adju- uh, adjudicate um, a performance of a high school where there were actual twins playing the Sideshow twins. Oh, my God. Actual <laughs> twins. Now, I have questions already. Not fair. Were they offer only, or did they have to audition? Like, also, were there other people who were seniors that year who wanted to do like I don't know Dolly or Mame, and they just didn't stand a chance because they were like, we're gonna fucking decide so for the twins. Yeah. yeah. Question. I mean, also pretty- those two women that I'm talking about played the bearded lady and the fortune teller. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's true, and they were fierce. I remember. They were amazing. Like- I was okay. like, next year, if they're juniors, you do MAME. So my yeah. my the end of my story for Sideshow is that at intermission, I looked over at my mom during Who Will Love Me As I Am. I think that was the song. And she was a mess. I'd never seen my mom openly just like become emotionally wrecked in a show, especially like that ever yeah. in my life. And I had to give her a hug. I had to be like, are you okay? And she was like, I'm just, this was so moving. And she was like, I just feel like, oh, that's what it was. It was the end of the show because the last line is freak. They they call the, they call them freaks. And she goes, I guess I just feel like a freak sometimes. And she said that and I hugged her and it was so sweet to me. I mean, I was just like, oh my God, she was so moved by it. Um, and then in the audience or in the, oh. in the lobby, the next, like right after that, you know, Henry Krieger and Bill Russell and those, we don't know them. We didn't know them then. She walks right up to Henry Krieger and shakes his hand and says, this was one of the best nights in the theater I've ever had. And she hugged him. And it was just like a a side of my mom I'd never seen before, but Sideshow did that. And you said that'll be $150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sent her a Venmo request. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. It was really awesome. And that's why that show, I mean, I love that show, especially the original, but like it holds such a huge place in my heart because it was such a thing I had to drag her to. And then, because I was so obsessed with with the music and those girls and it was a night to remember. And you guys, and the Skivvies has an incredible relationship with Alice. Did your mom see Alice perform with the Skivvies? And was that like a nice three? She came to the show that Alice played the drums on New York State of Mind and did a New York medley. And it was really awesome. Yes, of course, it was like a full circle moment, but the even cooler full circle moment, and this is like not a Playbill memory, but it kind of connects to this whole like sideshow thing, 
is that Bill Russell came to my college showcase and put me in one of his shows. And I became friendly, like very friendly with him as like friends do. And fast forward to my wedding in 2012, and he was our ordained minister. <laughs> so Bill, who wrote Sideshow, also yeah. married my husband and I. That's I love Sideshow. <laughs> that's that's what that's that's what my Broadway memory is about. It doesn't necessarily it doesn't have anything to do with the playbill. It doesn't it just has to do with the that moment that you will never ever forget. It re- you know what I mean? Like like Lauren, I've sp- I've spoken about um when I knocked on the stage door of the Eugene O'Neill being like, I'm a theater student from out of town. Can I get a tour backstage? And we, and I told you this before, and I told you the story and I remembered a dresser gave me a tour backstage and it was a woman with long gray hair. And you were like, Oh, that's Pat. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I, like you had a relationship with her. I didn't, I was just this high schooler that had flown up and seen you do Sweeney Todd and my memory is like being brought on one of my first Broadway stages giving given Michael Service's guitar pick and a signed poster from the cast like Crazy. that's my memory and so so Nick having that ordained like Bill as your ordained minister like that is that's really important that's that's what this show is about that's that's yeah. what Broadway is about to me Michael do you have a playbill you want to share tonight I feel like I've shown a, f- I, I've shared a few different memories, so I'm just gonna like do it really fast. But um, this is one of my like nine binders. But I'm gonna do. Um, I'm so right. excited I'm, to see what it is. It's Forbidden Broadway at the 47th Street Theater. With look at the look at the signatures too. I can't, like, oh it's, wow! So I guess that was 2005. Um, I think was that, that was like one of the last um, incarnations before this most recent. Yeah, yeah. I wow. think that there was. I think that there was one more, but um, but I yeah. This was Forty Seventh Street Theater, and I remember. I oh. Cre- um. Okay. There's this slip. I don't know if we know him. What's the name? Oh yeah, Craig Laurie. I know I Craig know Laurie. Him. He yeah. has a Brussels Griffin. He does. Yeah. So that's who I saw in the show. Um, but I saw it. It doesn't say the date in this one. Wait, it might. I don't know. But um, all right. This, my my binder wants to say hi. Um, okay. So we have, what am I doing? We have Ron. Okay. Megan Lewis, Ron Vomer, Jason Mills. Jeannie Monta, who I photographed before. Oh my God. This is great. Okay. So, and one of my notes from my mom watching the show was like, show the headshots a little longer. So I hope you're happy, Sarah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. What else was look, playing at the time? What else was playing at the time was. 2005 was Sweeney Todd. 2005 was Sweeney. Yeah. So um, I oh, saw. Look, I got it right here. Hey. <laughs> I yeah, love that it artwork. All Shook Up, Avenue Q, Beauty and the Beast, Doubt, Fiddler, Dirty Rotten, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Glenn Gary, Hairspray, Jackie Mason, Freshly Squeezed, Lennon, Primo, On Golden Pond, Moving Out, Mamma Mia, Rent, Spamalot, Spelling Bee, Seal, Magnolia, Sweet Charity, 
Constant Wife, Glass Menagerie, Light in the Piazza, Lion King, Mambo Kings, Phantom, Pillow Man, Producers, Virginia Woolf, Wicked. So it wasn't, Sweeney wasn't on Broadway yet. I saw so many of those. Uh, 2005, was it Was it early 2005? Yes. What? what? Oh. 2005 uh... was, um, it, we opened Sweeney in August. Okay. So you were 2006 for the Tonys and all that? Yeah. Hmm. This is crazy. I literally have a Fire Island share with this person. It's Ben Rimmelauer. And it says... <laughs> another BPN podcaster. And it says, who's another BPN podcaster. <laughs> ben Rimmelauer's love of Lapone led to a professional relationship with this with the star. That's hysterical. <laughs> Wait, you said light in the piazza. And I just happened to have this one pop out. I saw this with Nick Searley at the Goodman Goodman Theater, where I later worked doing uh, Candide and Wonderful Town. But this, I have a funny story with Nick Searley. We were, it's 2004. We were on tour getting our equity cards together. Hmm. Getting our equity cards doing, go ahead. And the cast was different. That out-of-town tryout was a different, like, two. Celia, Keenan Bolger. Celia and Wayne Wilcox was the guy. Oh my gosh, right. What? <laughs> Wayne was? Wayne was Matthew Morrison. And then it went to Sundance, right? I don't in, in, I don't know the I think it went to like a festival. Yeah. And then Sundance. It, yeah, no, I know. That's what I when I heard this story. I, I heard Celia talk about it once on a podcast. Um and then yeah. Then they brought it back to New York and and she was replaced for that one, I think. Yeah. yeah um, Kelly O'Hara was in like was the role in the ensemble that featured like that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. I actually didn't even know that. That's amazing. You did it? Um, oh. No, I didn't. That's great. See, there's always a, like I like I I just recently started watching Every Little Step, the chorus line documentary. Oh yeah. That's I have great. I have weird things like I didn't watch like like the search for El Woods or like Grease, you're the one that I want because I was so in love with Broadway that I was like, I know all this stuff. I don't need to watch it on TV. Like, you don't need the boot camps. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, but that was just my like teenage, like silly little self. But um, what, how did, what did that have to do with light in the piazza? That's okay. Um, we'll figure that out. No. <laughs> it was just a memory that they saw it together in at the Goodman. You, no, you I were think... listing. You were listing off all the shows from oh, 2005, was... and Light in the Piazza came. You said it, and I was just looking down at my my giant pile. No, 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 no. I was I was trying to think of why I said that about about every little step. Like like I oh, think yeah. I just had I think I just had like a slight diversion that made no sense, <laughs> and that's okay. Now I'm all sweaty. <laughs> Wait, Lauren, pick another one. Look at you. Do okay. you guys want to play a game? Because we only have 10 minutes oh. left. Oh, okay. Yeah. I picked one. Uh, Stan- <laughs> Never <laughs> heard of it. Never heard of it. Never. I didn't watch it last week on my TV. What's it about? <laughs> I'm not sure. A, a star? It's about a, a guy on a star? I don't know. Huh. A guy on a star. Star mites. <laughs> At this point in the live stream event, we played Broadway-themed memory games. While these games are tons of fun, they're best enjoyed in the video format of our episode. If you'd like to see the game portion of this episode, visit My Broadway Memory on YouTube or Facebook. Now back to My Broadway Memory. Speed playbills. Can we, can we stop? Yes. Ready? Stop. 
stop. Okay, got it. Beetle. Beetle juice. Oh, my edible kicked in right at the right place for this for this one. Okay, go 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 go. And, 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 and so did my stop. martini. Stop. stop. I just been told to stop. Oh. Oh. Who was in that when you? Saw? Who did you see as? Yeah, who's your cast? That. Uh, let's see. This one specifically was. Um, oh, Herr Schultz was played by Philip Hoffman, who I just did cabaret with. Oh wow. Cool. Um Lulu was Katrina Yaki. Oh. Uh, Fräulein Schneider was Christy Dale Sanders, but those the big ones are Alan Cumming and uh Sally was Emma Stone. Mm. Ooh. Beautiful. I would have loved to that production. Yeah. It was great. All right, keep Here's going. There. Keep going. One more, okay, one more. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh tell me to stop. Stop. Uh, Stop. <laughs> Stop. I can't oh, see it. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Was it one of the best? One of the best plays I've ever I mean, seen it was in my amazing. life. It was amazing. Honestly, like game changing, so moving, like what theater should be. Holds the mirror up to the audience, terrifies you, moves you, makes you think. We I got don't two like minutes. Having... All right. What am I? Do another Wait, one. I, Just do I another wanna, one. I want to show you do really it. quick. I have this picture framed. Oh my God! Can you see it? I have this picture framed. I took that picture of Katrina, of Katrina Lank. Oh wow! Backstage of um, Indecent, and it's framed. It's the second to last performance of the show as well. Anyway, sorry. I thought that was a cool. That's my memory. That, that is show. cool. Oh wait! I found this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's cool. Yay. Where's where's B Street? Where's Sacramento. that? That's Sacramento. cool. Mm-hmm. Nick, how how many times have you done Buyer and Seller? Eight. Eight remakes productions. Wow. It's incredible. I feel like, uh-huh. you know, I'm waiting for my, I love that. Me too. I feel like in the in the era of love that. So it's the Sutton Foster, it's the Marathon. Sutton Foster catalog. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now we Shrek, anything goes. Uh, Little Women. What Scarlet, Pe- no, Scarlet, what? no, Les Mis. What is that? What is it? Is that like is an that night us? photo booth? That's us. From what? Oh. That was. This is the first was... night I met Michael Kushner, where Bring we did us. a. Where is that? That was our first hangout. That was, you were my date because Wes Taylor couldn't come to um, a, a film festival that Zave Me Please was in. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Save Me Please. It was no, a, it was that short. It was a short. It was an even shorter short. Yeah, and we went to this like opening premiere contest party thing that was really like yeah. I was like I don't feel cool enough to be here. <laughs> it was so fun. We had such a good time. We got it. We got we got to wrap up. But before we do, uh, we want to announce <laughs> next week's guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week we've got Ellen Marie Marsh and Constance Shulman. Mm-hmm. They're going to do um, Convos with Connie. They're going to revive Convos with Connie. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Um, and we're, uh, we changed our time a little bit this week because at 8 o'clock, one of our producers from Broadway Podcast Network, Alan Seals, has a live show at 8 o'clock. And that is called, it's his 100th episode called Rebuilding Broadway. Michael, do you want to tell everybody what that's about? Yep, it's a roundtable discussion designed to bring to light the inequality and racist behavior towards Black people and people of color in the theater and wider 
entertainment. Um, so we're, uh, I know what I'm going to be doing at eight o'clock. I'm going to be tuning in to Alan's hundredth episode. Uh, so go and make I yourself know- a drink, go pop some popcorn and come yes. back at eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, where can we find you on social media? I see uh, clearly Searly mm-hmm. and the Skivvies NYC and Lomo. You're- yeah, you can find me at Lomo212 on Instagram. And uh, you can find me on Facebook at Lauren Lena. Mm-hmm. And I'm at all, all the Skivvies things as well. Very easy to find. Yes. Um, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate and, it. Um, and I uh, can't wait to see you again soon. thank you guys thanks friends thank you bye hey it's leslie udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin so go to luckylandslots.com to play over a hundred social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.